Well, well, well. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and I'm very excited about our show tonight. We've got some great guests here in the studio, and we're going to get to them in just a little bit. But I want to first show some gratitude to our presenting sponsor, Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're grateful for, and we're going to talk about them throughout the show, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. Um, last week, we had a great show. We had a boxing show. We did a little boxing one-on-one, and we promoted this wonderful event that Daryl Smith, Coach Smitty, um, from Midwest, Smitty's Midwest Boxing Gym, and we promoted his event. He had several legends of boxing that came into town for an event, and um, he was here, and we got to learn a lot about boxing. We also met Sonia Kirch, who is a silver medalist in national boxing. Uh, she got the silver glove. She is only 10 years old. That's right, only 10 years old. And if you listen to her interview, it sounds like she's going on 30. It was such a great interview, and she did such a wonderful job. So I, I invite you to listen to that episode. You can go to a coachesperspective.com under previous shows or on Apple, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. All right, so I'm going to do another Sports 101 segment tonight. I'm really excited about this. You know, you want to put your toes in the sand? You want to grab a cold drink and kind of watch the waves as your cares float away right now wait a minute that's not what we're going to talk about we are going to be in the sand but you're going to run you're going to dive you're going to lunge you're going to jump you're going to hit and you're going to sweat and one of the most popular sports that is growing in our country we're going to talk about beach volleyball and i have some beach volleyball players in here tonight i feel like i should have like margaritaville playing in the background some something like that so I'm going to introduce my guests tonight, and they're going to educate us on beach volleyball. So my, my first guest is a senior at Missouri State University. She's also an assistant volleyball coach at Greenman Laboratory School, Addison Kreider. Welcome. Glad you're here. I'm so happy to have you here. And, you know, beach volleyball, it's a lot of fun. I really love watching it. It's hard to play, though. How did you get into beach volleyball? So I got into beach volleyball when I was in about fourth grade. I was playing indoor club volleyball, and my coach at the time let us know about opportunities to go up to Kansas City and play beach tournaments on the weekends just for fun. So she would hold an optional practice once a week, and some of us would just go up and play in the tournaments without a coach, and that's kind of how I got into it, and I just fell in love with the sport. Well, it, it's a lot of fun, and I know that um, you know you have fell in love with this sport. Um, you are... Um, you know, representing Missouri State University. You're also from Marshfield High School, and we are also happy to have one uh, a Marshfield High School volleyball player as well. Molly Thomas is here. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, you've had a stellar career in volleyball um, throughout high school. I mean, highly ranked in the country. You've traveled from coast to coast playing beach volleyball, and you have made a mark, and you are going to continue your career at Florida Gulf Coast, which is a uh, an incredible beach volleyball school. So, one, congratulations on that. Thank you. And two, we are so happy that you are here. But before we go any further, I think we know somebody that has a birthday today. Happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> there you go. So happy birthday to Leslie. We appreciate uh, her as a parent and all the support that, that she's given you. So I uh, wish her a happy, happy birthday. All right, so tell me how you got into beach volleyball. You know, you've played indoor volleyball, I think, since you were, what, you know, 
three months old, four <laughs> months old, a long time, and then you kind of segued over into beach volleyball. Yeah, so I played indoor for a long time, and then I think it was also about fourth grade. I started playing beach just for fun to get better at indoor, and then I just fell in love with it and started traveling a lot with my mom and dad. I didn't really have a coach, and then two years ago I had, like, an actual coach named Vince Miranda, so... And that helps. Yes. Yes. That's, that's when I started getting more competitive with it. Well, and competitive is an understatement. Um, like I said, you've traveled coast to coast, um, and that beach volleyball is is not, it, you know, it's not an easy sport. And so you have to practice quite a bit. You have to train quite a bit. And one of the things that, that your father did for you is build a beach volleyball court at your own house. How about that? Yes, I'm so thankful for that. We built it during COVID when we couldn't go anywhere, so... I could have a place to practice. That's incredible. That is incredible. So I want to talk um, a little bit about beach volleyball. Let's do a little 101. I know there's a lot of people that have watched it. The Olympics made it very popular. Um, the last um, couple of decades, really, it's grown in popularity. But really, in the last 10 years, it's kind of exploded. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, the structure of it. So it's two-on-two, two, right? So, um, Addison, how are the games um, structured? What do you play to? Uh, um, how many games out of how many and give us a little bit of that one-on-one. Yeah, so it may be a little bit different in college than some other places, but typically you're going to play two sets to 21 points, and if a third set is required, you'll play to 15 points. For the first two sets, you switch every seven points. You switch sides just because sometimes there are elements like wind or the sun um, that can make one side easier to play on than the other. And then in the third set, you would switch every five points. I did not know that. There you go. I wasn't <laughs> sure. I, I've watched them switch, but I didn't, you know, realize that 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 is that's really cool. And there is a lot of um, different elements. So, what is it that's challenging about beach volleyball? Because you you are outdoor. I mean, you know, most of the time there are indoor beach volleyball, but you know there are a lot of elements. So, what is challenging about this sport? Um, so I think the biggest one is probably wind. Typically, you have a good side and a bad side on the court. Whenever the wind is blowing in your face, you can be more aggressive. The wind will pull the ball back into the court. But whenever the wind is at your back, you kind of have to take a little bit of pressure off the ball and slow everything down a little bit because the wind's going to pull it out of bounds. Um, but you also have the fact that it is an outside sport, so... When it's sunny and it's July in Missouri, it's super, super humid. It's really hot. Um, the sand can get really, really hot. So really just dealing with the weather and the elements is the biggest aspect of it. Anything to add to that, Molly, on the challenges of beach volleyball? Um, I think she pretty much covered it, but I would say the wind is a big factor. You always want to push as many points on the good side and use the wind to your advantage. And and this you know this may be a little bit cheesy, but before a match, do you do you look up the weather forecast to see what the wind's going to be, what direction it's coming from? Is it part of your strategy? Um, usually I'll just throw the sand up and see which way it blows. <laughs> there you go. I like that. That's a good strategy as well. So tell me a little bit about um, you know strategy. You have two people on the court, so you got to move. I mean, and it's hard. You're in sand. Anybody that's tried to run in sand, it's not you know it's it's not easy. Um, and you've got to be able to to have great lateral quickness. You've got to be able to have some skills. So tell me a little bit about um, the strategy that you have when you have a teammate out on the court. Um, Addison, I'll start with you. Yeah, so um, beach is really a lot more strategy than indoor, I would say, because 
it's mostly about placement, where you're placing the ball. It's a, a lot of communication between you and your partner, but typically, like strategy-wise, you would think about um, who do we want to serve at, who might be the weaker person on serve-receive, or who's been making errors, and then we'll tend to pick on that person, or what's been working for us. Um, is this spot scoring? Is this open? We'll talk about it throughout the game and just continue to discuss what's working for us and what's not. Um, and then again, if something is working, we remind each other, hey, keep going for this spot, keep aiming for this person, but yeah. That sounds good. You think to add to that, Molly, on strategy when you, when you go on to, to the court? Um, a lot of the time, like, you go in with a game plan, but a lot of times you have to switch it up, like, all the time. Through the game, you switch it up. You switch your blocking and defensive schemes to just keep them on their toes. And also going back to the wind, using that as your advantage, like swinging into the wind and using that to help your shots fall, that's part of, all part of the strategy. I, I like that, you know, you have to adjust. Every sport, it seems like, you know, you can have this great game plan, you can have this great vision, um, but sometimes you got you got to be able to be flexible with that and you've got to be able to kind of take it as it comes, correct? Yes. Be able to make those adjustments on the fly. I like that. Um, so, you know, I think that also when you have beach volleyball and you've got, you know, your two-on-two, you've got to have that connection. You've got to have some chemistry with that person on the court. Um, so how do you, you know, as beach volleyball players, how do you develop that chemistry with your teammate? Because they're going to make mistakes um, that you have to get over. You're going to make mistakes that they have to get over. So so um, how do you develop that chemistry? Um. So at the juniors level, I play with so many different partners. So it's kind of hard to, that is a challenge a lot of the time, but just over communicating, constantly talking through plays and um, just being encouraging. Like I like to play for my partner and do my best I can. Like, And being, and being encouraging, I think sometimes that can help develop that chemistry yes. too. Yeah. About you, Addison. Yeah, I think my biggest thing is also just positivity and having trust in your partner. If there's no trust between the two of you, it's just not going to work. Um, and I also think that the more that you play with someone, the more that that connection is going to grow and strengthen because you get more comfortable with each other. But really making sure that you're picking each other up and just reminding each other um, to stay in that positive headspace. Yeah. And, and I think it helps, too, you know, the more you practice and the more you play with each other, the more you get to read each other. Um, those instincts are kind of developed where you know, okay, they're going to get that. They're going to get that. And you can you can have that trust like you're talking about. Um, so so in beach volleyball, tell me a little bit about the training. Because, I mean, the first thing I think of is you got to have killer calves, right? <laughs> you got to have killer calves. I mean, what is the training like, um, even if it's different from indoor volleyball, but what is the training like for beach volleyball? Uh, I'll start with you, Molly. It's a lot of agility and strength training in the sand. Because you move differently. So your approach is different. How you get up and out of the sand is completely different. So it, you kind of just have to learn how to move, basically. Yeah. Um, lots and lots of jumping and defensive drills. Just quick movements, being able to change directions. Um, sometimes we'll have a whole day where all we'll focus on our drills where we are just jumping and jumping the whole time and we'll wear ourselves out and then we'll play because you have to be able to play whenever your legs are tired it's a completely different feeling than playing on a court so yeah mostly jumping and a lot of legs yeah. heavy in the weight room I think that is a great point great point um, and it, it's really important that you do 
um, wear yourself out so that you know that in that third set, if you need to, you're, you're ready for it. All right, well, I've got Molly Thomas here. I've got Addison Kreider, and we're talking some beach volleyball. So stay with us, and I want to thank Great Southern Bank again for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. Back to a coach's perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies, professional dietitians, they all agree. The ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. Um, so I'm back with Molly Thomas, um, Marshfield High School, heading to Florida Gulf Coast to play beach volleyball. So exciting. And I have Addison Kreider here, who is a beach volleyball player, a senior at Missouri State University. So, you know, we're talking a little beach volleyball, and, and I think that is, um, I think it's really important that um, we also say or ask, do you drink chocolate milk after workouts? Yes, all the time. Yes. No. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a chocolate milk fan. No. I like white milk, though. It's white. Good. Okay. Well, Highland Dairy <laughs> has great white milk then, too. Yeah. They have great, great milk. So it is a um, staple in beach volleyball to um, to make sure that you have that, that chemistry, right? And we talked about that in the last segment. It's also a staple that you communicate with each other and that you are making sure that you and your teammate know where you are and that you have your strategy Tell us a little bit more about the skills. Um, somebody's listening, they're an athlete. Um, they think, oh, I can play beach volleyball. I mean, I know someone that attempts to play it every Wednesday night in a league. My producer, Logan Weber. Wow, why are you calling me out like that? <laughs> it's not just so, Wednesdays. I play on Tuesdays, too. Oh, and Tuesdays. So help Logan out. Give him some advice. What skills do you really need to hone in on um, to be a good beach volleyball player? Molly, I'll start with you. Beach volleyball takes a little bit of everything. So indoor, you play one position or two, and you're really good at that. But beach, you have to be good at passing, setting, serving, hitting. And it's a different game. And indoor, when you're hitting, it's all power and just going for the kill. And in beach, you have to be more shoddy and place the ball differently. And just it's just different strategy as well. Yeah, I would think that, you know, I would be like – sprinting over to try to get the ball and just to get it over the net um and and in the middle of, of your shot you've got to try to figure out where you're going to place it too um and so i think that that's got to be a skill right to be able to decide at the height of your jump where you're going to place it where you're going to put it um that's probably something that you have to work on as well and your anticipation skills where are they going to put it right that's got to be something that you need anticipation skills yes you have to wait and read the hitter and then just run it down the best you can. Yeah, there you go. Addison, what do you have to add to that on the on those skills? Help Logan's game out a little bit. So I think another big thing that really helps you as a beach player is being versatile. Um, oftentimes, at least for me in college, um, we're going to be playing with different people. We get moved around sometimes, and you have to be versatile enough to be able to play with anybody on your team because you never know when an injury is going to happen. Um, you know, there are all kinds of unforeseen circumstances that you just never know if you might have to change a partner the next day. Um, 
So just being versatile and having the right attitude to where you can play with any person is really a big thing, too. I think that is uh, that's well said because you have that flexibility is really important um, and to be able to do that. So when you get a new partner, what's some of the first conversations that you have about strategy? Um, so the first thing I would always ask a new partner is which side do you like to play on? Like, do you want to block? Do you want to defend and kind of figure out what our roles are going to be on the court? Um, and then we basically just go into strategizing for whatever game we're playing and just kind of feeling it out with each other, seeing what's working and what's not and making the adjustments as we go. So, you know, with beach volleyball, again, I think I have said it, you know, a lot. It's it's hard. It's not for the week. Got to be pretty tough. So tell me a little bit about what are some of the rewards? What are some of the rush moments? You know, like when you um, when when you spike a ball and it hits perfectly, whether it's an ace serve what are some of the moments that you think, oh, this is why I play this game? I love it. What are some of those? Addison, I'll start with you. So I think the biggest thing is, at least the first thing that comes to my mind, is being at a tournament with your team. And we have five pairs that play for points when we play another team. So there are five pairs from our school playing five pairs from the other school. And whenever it's down to that very last game of who's going to win the third game out of five in our school ends up pulling that match out. I mean, the whole team is just so ecstatic and so supportive and so, so excited for each other. That's probably one of the most rewarding feelings. Or even just being able to contribute to one of those wins feels really, really good. It is nice. And I love the fact that, um, you know, there's two of you on the court, but you really have this this entire team that's behind you. Um, and to be able to do that and, and having that crowd support, if you will, or that that support from your teammates, um, that does probably take take you over the edge, take you over the net. Oh, there you go. There's, <laughs> there's my poem. What about you, Molly? Um, so, like, just like when there's long rallies and you're running around, picking up picking up shots, just sprinting and go go go, and then you just get a big kill or you get a good shot and finally you put the ball away. That is honestly like the best feeling because you have worked so hard and then it's just so rewarding. That's my favorite feeling. If you could bottle that up, if you could bottle that feeling up when, when you have that, you're back and forth and you're running and you're jumping and you're lunging and you're, you're hitting it and then you end up winning um, that rally, that, if you could bottle that feeling up, I mean, I, I, we wouldn't probably have depression or anxiety <laughs> or, you know, I mean, it would be such a, a great feeling. Yes, it's the best feeling. Yeah. Um, tell me about the serves. What's your philosophy on the serves um, in beach volleyball? So serving... It also, you have to use the wind. You serve into the wind, or when you're on the bad side, you have to take a little bit off of your serve. Um, lots of girls mix it up. There's like a side spin serve. You can do a top spin. You can do a jump float. Um, a lot of times when you're on the good side and you want to use your top spin against the wind, it drops that ball so fast. So it's also just strategy and being able to have a variety of serves that you can use. Um, something else that I think goes into serving is, again, knowing who you're wanting to target on serve-receive. If there's a player that tends to err more on serve-receive than maybe trying to serve them, or if they struggle to pick up short serves or middle balls, then just recognizing that and communicating it with your partner and really trying to hit those spots. So um, Logan's got a great underhand serve. Oh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Right. I feel like I feel like my, I mean I'm, I'm obviously not as good as these two, but I mean I think you you're probably, underestimating do you, my. Do you prowess. serve it overhead? 
I, I yeah. do serve overhand. I yeah, don't. Overhand. I don't jump serve. That one. That my my jump serve is incredibly inconsistent. But I do oh, overhand serve yeah. a little bit. There you go. That is good. That is good. See, that's uh, that's impressive that yeah. you can do that because yeah. it's it's not that easy, really. You know, I don't think it is either. I do have one question for these two girls. I don't know if they can help me on this, but I, I just want to ask. So you talk about working with teammates and enjoying being around your teammates. Um, what do you do when one of those teammates is your wife who's overly competitive? Uh, can, can you either of you assist me on that one? Personally, I haven't been in that situation, so I can't really speak on that topic. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I wish I had more to say. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I can. Think, okay. She's always right. Yeah. yeah. She, it's I, real easy. I've come to learn that one myself. Yeah, she's a she's a very talented volleyball player in her own right. And so when I when I mishap, I, I get more upset with myself because I know she is simultaneously very upset with me, right. too. And it's not a good feeling. Yeah. You get the laser beam look. Yes, I, can, I don't even have to look at her to right. know that she's staring through you my can soul. Feel it. Yes, <laughs> and that's. A, I mean, that is too. I mean, we're we're laughing about this, but this is something that you know, with partners that you have to. There's going to be partners that that mess up and that screw up and that miscommunicate, and you got you got to be able to fix that in the middle of a match, right? And that's got to be a challenge. How do you do that? Just to stay positive, like. Treat your partner how you would want your partner to treat you and just pick them up. Like, I've played with really nice partners. I've played with partners that are not so nice. So, like, being on that end of it, like, you always want to be uplifting to your partner and make them feel like they are important and they are doing great. You can clip that part and play it for Maggie. I, I got it. <laughs> I got go. it. Yeah, she, that's right. going to be on repeat in our household. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to keep talking beach volleyball. I have so many other questions and we're going to keep uh, diving into this. So uh, we have Molly Thomas here. We have Addison Kreider. And we're going to take a quick break. Hey, I want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back on A Coach's Perspective. A coach's perspective. You know, that last song kind of made me feel like I was on a beach. Um, love that. Um, so welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. Hey, they know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call, and they're going to take care of you. They'll do a coast-to-coast search, and they'll find exactly what you're looking for, and bonus, in your price range. Call 417 326 Seven, one. We also want to thank West Logging. Contact Danny West for a free consultation. He's going to treat your land like his own. So go to westlogging.com. And we're also very grateful for Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance. So we're talking beach volleyball. We have Molly Thomas and we have Addison Kreider here. Um, Addison Kreider is a senior at Missouri State University playing beach volleyball. And Molly Thomas is a senior at Marshfield High School, but you're heading to Florida Gulf Coast. Um, and I want to talk just a little bit, you know, with you about the recruiting process. So, um, you know, I'm going to start with Addison because, you know, you, uh, when you came to Missouri State to play, um, you were at another school and then you came to Missouri State University to play. What made you choose um, to play beach volleyball at Missouri State? Um, so one of my old coaches, her name is April Stapp. I kind of had spoken to her while I was playing indoor my first year of college and I was getting burnt out and just 
honestly ready to quit. And she said, why don't you play beach? And I was like, honestly, I had never really seen it as an option for myself in college. I hadn't looked into it. And I wasn't quite sure that it would be possible for me to do that. So um, she started reaching out to coaches for me. And I thought Missouri State was the best fit. It's close to home. I love being near my parents. They're my biggest support system. Um, and I just love the program. And I'm very, very grateful to be a part of it. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. And I know that they are very glad to have you on the roster for sure. And, and Molly, you, you had, um, again, you've played coast to coast. I mean, you have gone to so many tournaments and, and so you've had so much opportunity to play beach volleyball and you chose, uh, Florida Gulf Coast University, um, out of, out of all your options. Why did you choose them and what are you excited about? Um, so I talked to a lot of different coaches and my relationship with Coach Sweat, I just, it was just great. He's such a nice person very knowledgeable the team chemistry and the culture down there is just i'm so excited for it and the location and it's it's just beautiful campus 10 minutes from the beach so oh there you go yeah and i traveled (laughs) around and coaches followed around i met lots of different ones had lots of different phone calls and i just really fell in love with the campus and the culture and the coaching staff. I think it's really important. Um, I like that you say that you looked at the culture. You know, um, a lot of athletes that are recruited, they'll look at the coaching staff, they'll look at the roster and, you know, where it's at, but they don't really sometimes study the culture of the program. Um, And then they go to that school and they're like, wait a minute, this is not what I was expecting. So being able to look at that side of it when you're going through the recruitment, um, that that was – was really smart to be able to do that and so what is it about their culture that you think is is so positive so it's a small roster compared to other schools there's 15 and so it's just basically like a family like all the girls are so nice I got to meet some of the other commits around at tournaments and I'll be going on my official visit and I'll get to meet the older girls and it they're just so nice and so supportive and it's just like a little family that is nice. Um, I think that it makes a big difference. And, and to be able to speak to some of the girls on recruiting visits and, and get that um, kind of that, that behind-the-scenes look um, and, and ask them about the culture and why do you like playing here and what is it that you, that you enjoy about playing for this coaching staff, um, those are great questions to ask and a great way to learn about the culture. And it's really important that that um, element is a part of the recruiting process. Don't you agree? Yes. So when you are thinking about playing for a coach, and you know you you both have had some great coaches in beach volleyball, right? Tell me a little bit about what makes a good coach in beach volleyball, Addison. Um, so I think what makes a good coach is someone that is there supporting you and helping you, and truly wants the best for you. And in my experience, I've had nothing but great beach coaches, current and past. Um, I know Ashley Emery at MSU, she's very, very good at bouncing from court to court and seeing who needs someone on their court right now, who needs a coach right now, where can I like best help a team get a win. Um, so just being able to recognize when a pair may be struggling and going to their court and helping them strategize and regroup, and she's very, very good about that. So I think that's a huge thing. And then I think it's also very, very important when the coach genuinely just, like, loves the team. And she loves us. We are all like a little <laughs> family, kind of like Molly said, with her form or her future team. But 
just having good, real connections with your coach and with each other is super, super important as well. It, it makes a difference um, to have a coach that's, you know, approachable like that, that you know that they care um, and that they're engaged and they're invested in your success. So that's that's wonderful. Um, anything to add to that on what you think is a good coach in beach volleyball? Um, just, like, supporting and, like, loving your players and genuinely wanting what's best for them. And, like, at the juniors level, there's lots of different clubs, and I meet so many different other coaches, and they'll come over at tournaments and help me out if, like, my coach wasn't able to make it. So, like, people that aren't even my real coach will, like, come over and, like, help us out, and it's just amazing. The culture of it is just amazing. And when they can give you, like, that in-game switch, what to make, and and you implement it into your game plan, that's really important. That makes a big difference. You know, and I, I think it's also, you know, important to note that a good coach holds you accountable. You know, they hold you accountable and that um, they, they can criticize you, um, you know, constructively and they can make you better. So if you have that trusting relationship um, that you can have, like, you know, when they tell you you are not doing what you're supposed to do, you're not playing as hard as you're supposed to, you're not placing the ball right, you need to fix this on your serve. You can be more receptive when you know that you have that um, trusting relationship. Um, and I, I think that's something that's really important. And so, you know, how, how do you handle when you um, are working with either a teammate or a coach, how do you handle that criticism that might come or, or some of that constructive criticism or accountability? Me personally, like, when I'm, when I'm like, frustrated with myself or I'm making errors not playing at my best and I know my coach expects more out of me because he believes in me it fires me up and I just I'm more aggressive I work harder so I really just use the use the like critiquing to fire me up and make me play the best I can that's how a coach shows love right yes yeah they want you to be the best that you can be and that's their job to be able to coach I mean you know, that's uh, something I think is really important. Addison, what do you have to add to that? How do you handle that criticism from coaches? So honestly, I'm kind of similar to Molly in that sense. I like criticism because it lights a fire in me and makes me want to do better. But also, I think something that's really important to know when receiving criticism is that coming from a coach, it's someone that truly wants the best for you. They want to help you. So just making sure that you are receptive to taking that criticism, take it in, think about it, and making sure that you really do try and apply that to your game, whatever they have to add. Well, and and you know you're going to make mistakes, right? And so um, there are times where your coach might not be right there watching you, um, especially in beach volleyball. Like you said, there's lots of courts going on and they're moving all over the place. So how, you know, if you're making mistakes and you're not um, on point, if you will, how do you try to regulate yourself and shift back into where you're where you're more focused and you get over those mistakes i'll start with that so i kind of have a couple of little mental resets that i'll do for one if i get frustrated i will walk to the end line um fix the line sometimes they get flipped over they have sand on them you can just take a little bit of time walk to the end line and come back or if you need a second to catch your breath and regroup you can turn your back and they have to wait to serve until you turn around or even just saying to my partner, hey, I need you to pick me up right now. I need a little energy. Like, please help me. And I've always had really great luck with that. I've had really awesome partners that know when I'm down and know the best way to pick me up when I do get in my own head. I like that. I like the fact that, you know, you're not going to wait on them to notice that you need it and hope they give it to you. You're just going to say, hey, 
give give me some energy. <laughs> I need that. Um, I, I think that's fantastic. And, and I like what you said about mental resets because I think that is something to get over mistakes can be um, very helpful. What about you, Molly? Um, I'm kind of the same as Addison. Like when you're in a tough place in the game and it's just you need to slow it down, beach volleyball is very easy to make it your pace. And you can play as fast as you want, as slow as you want. So I'll walk to the line, shake it off, fix it, take my time, reset. Sometimes I'll like take my sunglasses off, clean them off, and then it's just an easy mental reset to get back out there and flip a switch in your game. I like that as well. That's pretty. That's fantastic. All right. So um, let's say uh, you've you've got uh, some some little youngins that are listening, going, "Gosh, I'd love to play beach volleyball." Um, what kind of advice would you have? You know, is it important for them to to learn volleyball in the indoors? indoor volleyball first and then move over to beach volleyball or can they do it concurrently what is your advice um, for getting young athletes into this sport so you can do them concurrently you don't have to specifically start with one or the other but since there are a lot of technicality differences between the skills that you use in indoor and the skills that you use in beach if you are set on wanting to learn beach it's probably best to just go ahead and jump into beach volleyball because we do have a lot of girls that um, come over from indoor and they don't know that you can't tip the ball. Or if you set the ball, it can only rotate one time or you'll lose the point. So it's kind of like having to relearn aspects of the game if you're coming from another sport. Whereas if you just jump into beach volleyball to begin with, it's a lot easier to kind of understand the rules. Yeah, I agree with that. Like when, when you're young, like don't limit yourself. Indoor, there's like specific positions, so sometimes players will tend to get limited to one skill set, but beach takes all the skills, everything. So don't limit yourself and learn them all. Yeah, I like that. Uh, You do. You have to have that versatility you were talking about earlier, that flexibility. You've got to be able to do a little bit of it all, so make sure that you're not, um, you know, honing in and specializing on one area. You've got to be able to be, um, you've got to be able to be marketable out there on the court. So tell you know, tell me what your future plans are, Addison. What is it? Um, where's Addison going to be in five years? This is not an interview, but it is. Tell me a little bit about um, where what your future plans are. So right now, I'm getting a degree in geology, but I'm wanting to be a science teacher, either middle school or high school. So next year, I'll be getting my master's degree. I'm also hoping to continue coaching indoor. I've coached beach for the last three years, and I would love to stay around the beach game as well and stay involved in it. Um, But as for playing, this is my last year. I'll probably plan on, again, joining some leagues at the Dome, out in Ozark, and just trying to stay involved in the sport. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, if you ever get in that league and you you play Logan Weber and his wife, make sure you pick on him. (laughs) That's a a – very strong technique to use. Right. right strategy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Molly, you're getting ready to head, Molly, to Florida Gulf Coast. Um, it, do you know what you're going to major in yet? I have not decided yet. And you have time. You have time. It's really important to go and take your general ed classes and see what you gravitate toward. I think that's really important. Um, what are your goals for beach volleyball in college? So... My number one goal right now is I want to play as a freshman. So I'm going this next year, I'm going to work as hard as I can to get there. And um, so our conference, ASUN, which our biggest competition in the conference is Stetson and North Florida, 
which they're great teams. But if we can win our conference, we can go to the NCAA tournament, and that is a big dream of mine. So that's another big goal is to win conference so we can make it there. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, I definitely have had a peek at your, your work ethic, and I know that you both are going to accomplish those goals well. Um, so I've got I got a little game that I like to play with college athletes and, and some of my guests. It's called Fast Five. And so I wanted to – are you guys up for it? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Okay. Um, there's going to be five questions. You just answer uh, the first thing that comes to mind. Um, and uh, I might have some follow-up questions about them, but we'll we'll see. All right. So first one's easy. What is your favorite beach volleyball court? So, you know, you've played a lot of different places around the country. Where is the favorite place that you've played? My favorite place is – Either Hermosa Beach or Fort Lauderdale. Good. And why? And why? Um, it's just really pretty places. The sand out in California, though, is a lot deeper and harder to move in, but it's so pretty out there. There you go. I really like the beach facility at Texas Christian University. They have really shallow sand, so it's very, very easy to move in. It's really soft. It doesn't hurt. Sometimes when you're playing on the beach, there can be shells or little other things, but... Their sand is not painful, and it's really easy to move in, and their facility is just really, really nice. Good. All right. Uh, what's your favorite sport besides beach volleyball or indoor volleyball or any volleyball at all? Probably basketball. Basketball? Probably also basketball, but I like watching football, too. Ooh, you have a favorite football team? Um, probably just the Chiefs since I live here, but I don't watch too much football. But well, if I had to pick, it would not be just the Chiefs. because you live here. But yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> they are also good really good. Too. Yes. What about you, Molly? Uh, are you a Chiefs fan? Yes, I'm a big Chiefs fan. Okay, good. I'm actually going to the game this Sunday. Well, there you go. <laughs> How exciting! That is fantastic. You and Taylor Swift, right? Hopefully. All right. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay. What is your favorite sports movie? My favorite is Glory Road. Glory Road. That is a good one. I love that one. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any. My goodness. Like, it could be Hoosiers. It could be um, Coach Carter. It could be Field of Dreams. It could be Glory Road. I mean, Hoos- <laughs> Hoosiers is the only one that I've seen out of all of those. So I guess I'll go with Hoosiers. There we go. Okay. Well, we need to have some movie nights. Oh, what is that one? Blindside? Yeah, oh, that's, that's a blind good one. Side. That's a good one. That's, that's definitely good. All right. Um, what are you streaming right now? What are you watching on Netflix or or Hulu or any other streaming platform? Um, I'm re-watching The Vampire Diaries right now, but I'm also re-watching the Harry Potter movies for the hundredth time. <laughs> so a Harry Potter fan. Yes. Very good. Gryffindor, I'm assuming, or Ravenclaw? No, or Slytherin. Sly- oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> okay. I'm watching Riverdale right now. Riverdale? Excellent. I've not seen that. It's really good, but it's long. Lots yeah. of seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your favorite social media platform? Probably TikTok. TikTok? Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, lots, lots of those videos. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of social media, I want to know, you know, from your perspective, um, you know, you we use social media a lot to, to promote programs. We use it to, you know, for a lot of, um, you know, positive communication. But it can also be a, a negative force. It can also hinder. What's kind of your philosophy on, on social media 
and and what do you think about before you post something on social media? So for me, I think about um, future employers or who would I want seeing this? If it's not something that I would proudly show my elders or my parents or my boss, I probably shouldn't post it. And then just remembering that anybody out there can see what you post. So just being smart and modest and making good decisions about what you're putting online about yourself. Yeah. And does that include like making comments about other people's posts as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Molly? I agree with Addison. And then just also like when I post stuff, I try to be like positive and real because a lot of times social media is not as it seems and people compare themselves. So try to stay off of it so I don't compare myself to other people. But I also, when I do post, I try to be realistic. I like that. I like that. All right, so Addison, I, I want you to talk to talk to Molly. You know, you're a senior in college, right? You're a senior in college. You um, are going into your last season of beach volleyball. She's getting ready next year to go into her first season. What do you wish you would have known your first season, or what kind of advice can you give to to her for a successful college beach volleyball career? Um, I think the biggest thing would just be having confidence in yourself because going into a new place with a new team can be really, really scary. And sometimes you can doubt yourself when you're watching your new teammates or um, things like that. But just having confidence in yourself and, you know, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. And it doesn't matter what year you are, freshman through senior, just be a leader, be a vocal leader and just be positive. And as long as you're a good teammate and a good person, then you have nothing to feel bad about. And I'm going to throw one other thing in there. What do you think about time management when you are a college athlete? Um, Get your eight hours of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you don't, you'll be dragging all day. And if you're tired, you won't want to go to class. And if you don't go to class, you're going to fail. So go to your classes. Make sure that you're not doing too much. It is good to stay busy, but make sure that you're adding in times to rest and recover as well. There you go. What do you think about that advice? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yes. I think. Um, I, I think both of you. You know, you've you've done a tremendous job tonight, um, educating us on beach volleyball. So I want to thank you for your expertise and wish you the absolute best of luck, uh, Molly, as you finish your indoor season and then head off to uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, and you know, remember us here in Springfield. We'll be cheering for you. <laughs> thank you. And thanks for being here tonight. And we better say one more time, happy birthday to your mom. Happy Leslie. birthday, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and Addison, best of luck in your senior season. Um, and, and best of luck with the indoor team that you're coaching as you would go into the semifinals of district. So thank you. Congratulations and best of luck. Thanks thank for being you. here. Um, we're going to move into our post-game talk, sponsored by Story Construction. Story Construction has been providing high-quality industrial and commercial construction since 1966. This family-owned and operated business puts a personal touch on all its full-service commercial and industrial projects. Visit their website, story.com, S-T-O-R-E-E.com. High-quality service, high-quality satisfaction. Call Story Construction for your next project. Don't forget, you can always go to a coachesperspective.com. You can look at show lineups, previous shows. You can listen to those. Lots of information on a coachesperspective.com. You can subscribe and you'll be added into a drawing. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All right. So I want to talk about something and, and I'm loving the advice that Addison just gave, um, Molly, because my post game talk tonight is about comfort zones. So moving into our post-game talk, um, I think it's something that is also I want to 
to talk a little bit about, um, you know, comfort zones are really important um, to be able to have. You want to have that security. You want to have that confidence. You want to fake, you know, want to be empowered and feel um, confident. But we also have to take some risks. Every once in a while, we've got to gamble a little bit. And that's how we grow and that's how we develop. So let's talk a little bit about comfort zones. I mean, I love walking on the beach with my feet in the sand. Um, it's comforting. Um, I, you know, I could start to run and I'm comfortable for just a little bit, but then if I would jump or if I would lunge or would I would dive, well, I'm starting to get out of my comfort zone, right? But we need to challenge ourselves and we need to step outside our comfort zones in order to grow. So I want you to think about a time. This is your challenge for the week where you fell short of taking a risk because you wanted to step back and you wanted to stay in your nice comfort zone. So here's what I'm going to say. Stop being boring. Okay. Get out there, get rid of your hesitation, and explore some opportunities to grow. Will you succeed always? Probably not. Will you fail? Yes, but that's when you get back up. Will you capture a rush of accomplishment of doing something that you did not think that you could? Absolutely. So give it a try. Be safe, of course, but I want you to work on stepping out of your comfort zone and taking that risk. That's where we grow. That's where we become champions. And that's, I'm going to remind you as I do each and every week, champions are there and they champions are able to get out of their comfort zones and they're going to put that trophy above their head so be a good human and live your life like a champion live like a human champion this is jenny hopkins and this has been a coach's perspective